Deborah, about whose darkened face spins a lonely planet on which an ancient race that dwells in that cold, dark, eldritch place tremble, mere mortals, before they lay waste. Killer vampire hyenas from outer space. Exterior jungle. It is hot and humid beneath the tropic sun. We see the rugged, tanned features of Dr. Terry Ron, world-renowned zoologist and adventurer. His handsome face contorts with determination. Accompanying him is his bookish assistant, Rudy. Let's get this over with. Rudy, I think we've discovered a new species of Pacheridon. You're amazing, Dr. Ron. World-class zoologist, all-star athlete, adventurer. <laughs> That's great, Rudy. But I need to get home to my wife. Throw me the idol. And you're married to Dr. Gloria Gale? Genius astronomer and model. I think any man would kill to be you. That's true. Rudy, the idol. Throw it to me, and then you jump across. Okay, here I come! Watch out for the... Shark. Oh, Rudy. I told you not to skip leg day. Interior laboratory. Reels of magnetic tape spin back and forth on a large machine. Lights flash. An array of beakers and alembics bubble on a table in the corner. Books line the walls. A large telescope dominates the center of the room, aimed outward. Dr. Gloria Gale stands working intently. Her lab-coated assistant stands nearby. Dr. Gale, the gamma phase emitter is charged and ready to go. Have you connected the recording device? Yes, ma'am. That's doctor to you. Yes, of course, doctor. Good. We'll use the gamma emitter in simple phase inversion to send a message of greeting in all known languages, followed by a mathematical representation of pi, so anyone who receives the signal will know we are an intelligent species. If you say so, Doctor. Everything is ready, Doctor. Exterior deep space. Imagine that you can see gamma rays cascading through space beyond the edges of the solar system to the far reaches of the Milky Way. These waves find their way to a large fleet of ships floating through deep space. Antennas swivel, and activity races throughout the ships. Aboard, aliens speak in strange, barking laughter that we have taken the liberty of translating for our audience. Commander, we have locked onto the source of the gamma transmission. <laughs> have our scans revealed anything? Yes, Commander. It is heavily populated planet with few defenses. <laughs> Its primary population seems to be a hominid game species, sir. Excellent. 
Get the fleet there. Maximum speed. Yes, Commander. Tell the troops. We will be there just in time for... dinner. Excellent, sir. Lieutenant, what is going on? It seems that their gravity is proportionally greater than our own. Commander, our ships are having a tough time compensating, sir. Yes, in as gracefully as possible, Lieutenant. I expect you can resolve this issue. Uh, yes, sir. But, sir, it seems one of our ships could not make a, a landing. They are crashing into a stone structure, sir. Lieutenant, send troops to look for survivors. Yes, sir. Interior Castle Crypt. Alien hyenas are stalking down a vaulted stone corridor toward a large sarcophagus. The hyenas still speak in their strange barking laugh. Still found no signs of our missing soldiers, sir. Keep searching. They can't have just disappeared. Our warriors are the strongest in the 12 known galaxies. Soldier, sir. Soldier, my name is Emily, but you can call me Sarge. <laughs> Roger, Sarge. We have something here, sir. Devour, soldier, devour. <laughs> look into my eyes. Well, look into your eyes. I. You will look into my eyes as well. I will look into your eyes as well. You are transfixed. You cannot look away. Do nothing but wait for the sweet release of death. Transfix. Sweet release of death. I have given you the immortal life of the vampire. You will be faster and stronger. You will be able to turn into a bat and fly. And you will be able to communicate with all of the beasts of Earth and the heavens with your mind. Interior Library. A small desk in the stacks. Dr. Gale and Dr. Ron sit side by side, surrounded by a giant heap of books. They've clearly been working here, searching for hours. You're sure that the deep space telemetry picked up the sounds of laughing hyenas? Yes, Terry, I'm certain. As improbable as it seems, this is evidence that there are hyenas in space. What's more, unlike terrestrial hyenas, there are linguistic patterns to these sounds. Terry, I know it sounds mad, but they are speaking to us. I believe you, Gloria. You know I believe you. It's just the whole thing sounds... As you say, impossible. Improbable. Terry, nothing is impossible. I improbable. We just need to find a key to deciphering their speech. I've looked through every book on ancient linguistics and every book related to hyenas in the library, but I can't find anything useful. Anything that obscure and weird wouldn't be here in the stacks, Gloria. It would be in a special archive. That's brilliant, Terry! That's why I love you so much. Your brain is almost as big as your heart. The average adult male brain weighs about 3.3 pounds, and the average adult male heart is less than a pound. You know what I mean. Of course, kitten. Of course I know. Now let's get to those special archives. 
interior library. A mousy librarian sits at a desk. A plaque on the front of the desk reads, Special Archives. Dr. Gale and Dr. Ron approach the desk. Good morning. How can I help you today? Hi there, doll. We're looking for something in your special archive. About hyenas. Specifically about how they communicate or, or how the sounds they make might be used for language. That is a very odd request. However, what is odder still is that just last week we received the most improbable letter discussing the very topic you speak of. Really? How peculiar. Peculiar indeed. It is a letter from American essayist and short story author Washington Irving addressed to Emil Schnapps, a lawyer from San Francisco and apparently a childhood friend of Irving's. In the letter, he makes some strange reference to those ghastly hyenas and their odd-chilling language. He even intimates that he has developed a Rosetta Stone for translating their foul, monstrous tongue. How serendipitous. Did we see this letter? Oh, now I don't know. We are still in the process of verifying its authenticity. Oh, come on now, doll. This is for science. For science! Oh my! Who can say no to that smile? Come, let me show you! Interior library. Back at the desk in the stacks, Dr. Gale and Dr. Ron sit looking at a stack of aged parchment. Dr. Ron is reading the parchment aloud. Hmm. Some secrets are better left buried, no matter how much gold is involved. Well, that certainly sounds ominous. Do you see this? This manuscript smells of authenticity. If it is true, then we're not the first humans to be contacted by hyenas from outer space. Well, don't read too much into it. The man was a poet. He could just be using colorful language. But this letter implies not only that Washington Irving had unlocked the secret to the hyena's language, but that he had the secret buried with him in a hidden grave. It also implies that the grave is not in Sleepy Hollow, New York, as most people would expect, but here, in Oakland, California. So, what do we do now, kitten? I think it's obvious. We track down this hidden grave and dig it up. Tell me we had something more... Hold on. In these discolorations in the paper, it looks indicative of cobalt chloride staining. Damn it, Terry. I'm an astronomer and model, not a chemist. I'm a zoologist, kitten, but I did spend time writing secret communications during the war. Cobalt chloride can be used as an invisible ink. The ink will become visible again when developed with potassium ferricyanide. That's genius, Terry. Oh, I could kiss you. Yes, yes, you could. For science. For science! Exterior construction site. Construction equipment, stacks of lumber, concrete, and other construction materials sit everywhere. Against a fence are rows of shovels and picks and other tools. Dr. Ron and Dr. Gale are picking them up. This was a good idea, uh, grabbing tools from my father's construction yard. We can get these back in the morning once we have dug up Washington Irving's grave. Who knew that all this time this great American author was buried right here in the heart of our city? 
I know, it's crazy, but it goes to show you the world is never as simple as we are led to believe. There's danger and mystery hiding behind every shadow. Monster, you're going to pay for that. Oria, a cop. Come back to me, kitten. Happened. Some spineless lout snuck up on you and knocked you out. It's too bad you didn't get a chance to show him that chop sake you learned during the war. But don't worry, I sent him packing with a dose of good old American muscle. Shouldn't we call the police, Terry? The police will only ask questions and slow us down. Besides, the coward is long gone. Well, let's stop dawdling. We've got us a grave to rob. For science! For science! Exterior alleyway. Trash cans and bags of refuse line the sides of the narrow, dank alley. A man lies on the ground in a stupor, a bottle of cheap wine in a paper bag in his hand. Into the alley, Countess Esmeralda sachets flanked by alien hyenas. My darlings, tonight we begin to raise an army the likes of which the galaxy has never seen. Yes, Yes, Countess. With my vampire army and your technology, we will conquer new worlds, plundering their riches and drinking from endless new seas of fresh, delicious blood. Yes, Alice. You, minion, you will embrace that one. I wish to see how the curse of the vampire transitions through one of you. Yes, Countess. Oh, it is so lovely. It is as I suspected. My vampiric curse and your alien DNA combine to create the perfect super soldier. Now go forth, my minions, and transform as many humans as you can. Today, the world. Tomorrow, the galaxy. Yes, Countess. No, not you. What is your name? Ezra, uh, Master. Ezra, yes, it is good name. Ezra, you are the first of my warriors. I have a special task just for you. <laughs> Interior spaceship. Two hyenas sit at the console of a ship. They wear alien insignias of rank. They look up at a viewing screen with the Earth on it. These hyenas continue to cackle in their laughing hyena language. Commander! Our initial reports indicate that Squad Number 9 has been subdued and compromised. What do you mean, compromised? We are hyena. We do not compromise. Something has been done to them, Commander. They have changed. Our sensors indicate they are no longer living, and yet they still move and talk. And sir, sir, they are drinking blood! In the blood of our enemies and crushing their bones in our teeth has long been a hyena tradition. What is the problem? Commander, they, 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 they are drinking uh, the blood of our own people, not the blood of our enemies. What? How can this be? 
we, 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 we believe the inhabitants of this planet are some form of advanced military technology. And they are using it to slay and reanimate our people. Our fallen comrades retain their skills and memories, but the weapons leave them with an insatiable desire for blood. This is unacceptable. There is more, Commander. How much worse can it get? These evil aliens call themselves humans, and they have found a way to transmit the transformation process like a plague. Sir, our calculations say that in five days, the entire population of the planet will be transformed. Sir, this means we'll be facing a planet-sized army of soldiers. The enemy will learn all our military strategies and technologies from the minds of our own soldiers. Sir, the situation looks bleak. Then, there's only one solution. Prepare the Delta Wave emitter. Sir, <laughs> the Delta Wave emitter is banned on 42 planets, including our own. It will bathe the entire planet in Delta Wave radiation and end all life on the planet, including plants, animals, even bacteriological life. All of it will be snuffed out in an instant. <laughs> I see no other way. But, Commander, our troops are on that planet. They will die. Said it yourself, Lieutenant. They are already dead. Exterior graveyard night. A deep hole has been dug before a gravestone. The gravestone reads, In memory of Washington Irving. He had a good head for storytelling. May he rest in peace until the end of days. Dr. Ron is wearing nothing but an undershirt and looking manly as he digs up the grave dirt, while Dr. Gale keeps watch nervously. I think I'm almost there. And a good thing too, Terry. I'm not a superstitious person, but this place is giving me a case of the creeping willies. Nothing to worry about, kitten. It's just a little graveyard. We've dissected cadavers dozens of times. This isn't any worse. You're right, of course, Terry. You always are. Still, something about this feels a little off. I think that's it. Hold on. Suddenly, from the darkness, Ezra appears, surrounded by hyena vampires. Book! I want book! I'll die before I let you take this book. Let her go, or I'll show you what for. (laughs) Kitten! Where'd you get that pistol? Girl can't be too careful in this town. Well, I'm not sure what to make of all this, but I suggest we not wait around for more trouble. Let's get out of here. For science. For science. Exterior winding road at night. A car winds its way down the side of a mountain. A city glimmers below. Over one railing, police lights can be seen coming up the hill. Inside the vehicle, Dr. Ron drives while Dr. Gale examines a book in the passenger seat. Terry, the police are coming. We need to avoid them. I'm already on it, kitten. This is it, Terry. This book contains the key for translating the strange communications we received from our deep space telemetry. That's great. How long will it take us to apply this new information? The manuscript is very concise. Washington Irving must have either spent a great deal of time with these creatures, 
or been a genius of unprecedented veracity. I'm pretty sure I can put this information to use tonight. Tonight? Sounds like old Irving isn't the only genius of unprecedented capacity. Oh, Terry. Kitten. Type faster, Terry. The more I read of this manuscript, the more I fear the Earth may be in great danger. These space hyenas don't sound at all civil. Interior laboratory. Dr. Ron paces in front of a chalkboard. Dr. Gale sits at a table covered in papers. She is frantically reading the manuscript and jotting down notes on paper. The clacking of shoes, the rustling of paper, and scratching of pencils are the only sounds that break the silence. It is now four o'clock in the morning and they work in silence. Suddenly, the lights go out. What happened? I don't know, kitten. The lights went out, but I didn't do it. Well, this is ominous. You said it. Do you, do you know where the breaker is? In a flash of light, a bespectacled, lab-coated hyena appears. Wait, Terry! I think it wants to speak to us. Are you sure, kitten? These things weren't so chatty with us last time. I don't understand anything it's saying. I've just finished modifying the translation device we got from the linguistics department. I think it's working now. Well, let's give it a try. Greetings. We are a peaceful species. We wish only to talk. Pleased to make your accommodations. I am Herman Zecht. I am anthropologist of people mind. Dr. Zecht? Can I call you Dr. Zecht? We have received your transmissions, but have yet to translate them. I come with fair warning to your people and yourself. My people have come for dinner, and species intelligent they dine upon alone. Our troops have conformed to your vampiric ways, and Commander Mine intends to this planet incinerate, disassemble at the level subatomic. I... What are you saying? Saying they are going to blow up the Earth, kitten. That is what saying he is. <laughs> Our people, your people, see threat in. You must rid planet your of human hyena hybrid hemophages. And then, <laughs> at the time Zekt convinces Commander to leave world, yours be. <laughs> You're saying that your people and my people have... <laughs> That's an abomination. The human hemophage virus has been indoctrinated into the ground troops of my species, creating creatures that abominations indeed we are. They <laughs> must be destroyed. Ultraviolet radiation is the primary weakness of the hemophage virus. Please comply before Commander Mine disassembles the atomic structure of your planet. My people have detected my pleasant approach to this place. I must go before the time has passed. They have captured my biological markers. <laughs> Doom of me is assured. So it is that you must do a thing that is.
is all that's left of that space hyena. Harry, what is it? These patterns look like a sort of star chart. I think it's a map. An X marks the spot. Map? A map to what? There's only one way to find out. For science. For science. Exterior beach night. Huddled against the wind, Dr. Gale and Dr. Ron walk up a secluded beach. When I said I liked long walks on the beach, this is hardly what I meant, kitten. Very funny, Terry. I'm telling you, the place this disc describes should be just ahead. I believe you, but walk me through it once more, kitten. I'm not much of an astronomer. See these bumps in the disc? Well, they they seem to move only a little, but this X-like lump is always at the center. The moving bumps are in patterns that I recognize. The constellations. The constellations, as you would see if you were looking up into the sky from a point. It's a map, but it tracks the location of a specific thing relative to certain celestial bodies. It, it took me some time to calculate the location. And a strange location it is. I have never been this far up the coast before. You have. This is all private land. Technically, we are trespassing. Trespassing for science. For science. That smell. What is that, Terry? How odd. That looks like the carcass of a Archerodon rudolphicus, a rare shark species only found in one equatorial location. Are you sure, Terry? Pretty sure. I named it after my old assistant, Rudy. Ah, yes. Leg day. Terry, I think I see something up ahead. That should be the place. You've had some weird encounters in the past few days. Never hurts to be prepared. Exterior beach night. Dr. Gale and Dr. Ron have snuck up and now stand in front of a strange alien ship that is partially buried in the sand of the beach. Hyena chanting and ululating makes it difficult to make out Dr. Gale and Dr. Ron as they speak. You hear that? What is that? Hyena's language. They're chanting. Singing. Great. It's a hyena hootenanny. This is a spaceship. Construction. Special metallic alloys. I've never seen anything like it. It looks sturdy, all right, and well-armed. Look at the barrels of those cannons. Terry, I don't think the space hyenas are a peaceful species. Let's get a closer look, shall we? Exterior beach night. A large effigy of a human stands on the beach. It is burning. Inside, charred human corpses hang in a scaffolding of burning timbers. Vampire hyenas and human-hyena hybrids dance about the fire. A number of other humans are bound to poles buried in the beach, and the vampire hyenas stop occasionally to devour them like snacks. There is a gruesome river of blood in the sand. Terry, the hyenas are doing to those people. It's simply barbaric. Ah, kitten, you know... Up on the hill! Interior Castle Night. 
Countess Esmeralda stands in a gothic window, looking out over a darkened beach, lit only by a bonfire down below. Behind her, Emily, the hyena sergeant, stands at attention. We are growing in number and power. Soon we will be able to defeat your people. Then we will take this world. Then I will rise to power across the galaxy. Yes, Countess. Most of our forces have embraced the ways of night. Only our command ship remains bad. But I must warn you, the Delta Wave emitter is not to be underestimated. With these kinds of losses, I can only imagine the commander is ready to bring it to bear. It will reduce all organic matter on this planet to its most base components. Even the warriors of the night will be unbound. Yes, I know. I have taken steps. I have arranged to have operatives on the inside. Speaking of spies skulking around in the dark, do you see what I see? Please bring them to me, unharmed. I am curious. <laughs> yes, Countess, your will is my will. Exterior beach night. Dr. Ron and Dr. Gale are crouched in the sand. Dr. Ron holds his pistol out in a cautious and ready position. The beach behind them is not but a black pool of darkness in which suddenly glowing eyes become visible. Dr. Ron and Dr. Gale freeze and slowly turn their heads to look into the darkness behind them at the glowing pairs of eyes. A tumultuous battle rages across the darkened beach. Dr. Ron and Dr. Gale battled the hyenas to the best of their abilities. Despite their best efforts, though, ultimately, they fall. Gloria! Interior castle night. Countess Esmeralda sits in a high-backed chair, a goblet of deep, rich red liquid held in one hand. She lounges, legs crossed elegantly but seductively. Flanked by two hyena-human hybrids and the hyena sergeant, Dr. Ron and Dr. Gale are escorted in, disheveled but unharmed. Please do come in, my darlings. Sit, sit, please. I'd rather die on my feet if it's all the same to you. Terry! I saw you both on the beach. I was impressed. You will not die. I have use for you. Now, come, I will give you the gift of eternal life, free of pain and suffering in my embrace. Get back, demon of night. I rebuke you. You are unaffected by my glamour. How is this? I have not encountered one such as you in centuries. You are strong. I was raised with a cross in one hand and a stake in the other. But I hated that life, so I turned to science. Science. We're going to leave now. Terry, the light. Right. We modified this flashlight to emit full-spectrum light, including ultraviolet. Like the sun, it seems to do the trick. Interior spaceship. The hyena commander and hyena lieutenant stand on the bridge of their command ship. A number of hyena soldiers are before consoles on the bridge. Using paws and snouts, they manipulate the buttons and dials on the consoles. Make ready the delta wave emitter. 
Power the emitter! Artillery, fight the planet! Emitter powered, sir! When ready. Soldier, what are you doing away from your post? The commander said, fire! Fire, soldier! Fire, soldier! You have an order, soldier! The Countess Esmeralda sends her regards. <laughs> Betrayed, the hyena command ship explodes in space. Exterior car night. Dr. Ron speeds down a desolate road. Dr. Ron and Dr. Gale are in the front seats. Is that true what you said about your family hunting vampires? Yes, Terry. Keep your eyes on the road. We need to get to the Adobe Flats Armory. Maybe Uncle George can help. You have an Uncle George? Kitten, you've never mentioned an uncle. General George Haynes. He's an old family friend. I'm not sure what's going on, but this is too big for us. We need help. He's got connections. You aren't thinking about the nuclear option. I hope it doesn't come to that. We're science. Interior diner. Dr. Gale is hanging up on a payphone. Dr. Ron is sitting at a table ordering. Zebediah Plunkin is a waiter wearing a little paper hat. Dr. Gale returns to the table. I called Uncle George. Terry, could you get me a cheeseburger? I'm starving. Uh, and a cheeseburger for the lady. Uh, pickles, ketchup, mustard, no mayo. Onion rings, not fries. Uh, coming right up, sir. He's going to meet us here in... What was this town named? Uh, Rocanegra. It isn't even on the map. It gives me the creeps. Yeah. It feels like everyone is watching us. It's more than that. It's... I don't know, that creepy feeling. It's like something out of one of those horror movies. And everyone here has the same smile. It doesn't make it to their eyes. I'm sure they just aren't used to outsiders, especially not ones as pretty as you. I'm serious, Terry. There's something weird in this place. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. This place does seem a little off. It, that hotel, they said they didn't have any vacancies. There aren't enough people in this town to fill that hotel. It's huge. Yeah. Feels like everyone here is hiding something. Two cheeseburgers, one with everything, one pickles, mustard, ketchup, fries, onion rings, and a milkshake for the lady. I didn't order a milkshake. My mistake, ma'am. Enjoy it. On the house. Well, okay. Thank you. Uh, how much longer until Jen, uh, until Uncle George gets here? He should be here soon. Oh. oh, I'm so tired. Seems like we've been up for days. Oh, we have. I have to go talk to a man about a horse. Harry, don't be crap. I'll be right back. Dr. Ron returns from the bathroom. The diner is empty. Dr. Gale's chair is overturned and the milkshake glass is shattered on the floor. Zebediah is missing. Dr. Ron rushes to the table. Hidden! Gloria! Gloria! 
exterior street. Outside the diner, military trucks pull into the small town. A portly man in military garb gets out of the lead truck. Dr. Ron can be seen running into the street. General George Haynes? I'm Dr. Terry Ron, Gloria's husband. Yes, son, I'm General Haynes. Gloria, she, she was in the diner, but she's gone. Calm down, son, calm down. Now, what's this all about? Where's Glory? Like I said, we were in the diner. I went to use the restroom, and when I returned, she was gone. And so was the waiter and the cook and everyone else in the place. Looks like the whole town is abandoned. Sir, something weird is going on. I think she was kidnapped. Men, I want you to spread out and secure the town. Nobody gets in or out without my say-so. Sir, yes, sir! Come on, son. Let's go have a look at that diner. Interior dungeon. Dr. Gale hangs from a chain set into the stone ceiling. Next to her hangs another woman. Dr. Gale's eyes are just fluttering open. The other woman is struggling against her bonds. She's fierce-looking in a men's undershirt, jeans, and work boots. Her hair is held up in a bandana. You're awake. Yes. Where are we? Some kind of dungeon? I don't know. I was eating in this diner, then I got sick and woke up here. Pretty much what happened to me, too. I think they eat people. What? Eat people? Wait, do you mean eat people? There was another person down here a while ago, yesterday, I think. But based on what they said and what I heard, I, I think they ate him. That's awful. I can't get eaten. Who are they? What's going on? I don't know. But I've been working on a way out. I'm not getting eaten either. That's amazing, but that's going to take forever. I mean, the amount of force you would need to exert, coupled by that angle, I'm just... Not sure that it's possible. What are you, some kind of scientist or something? Well, actually, yes. Are you some kind of circus performer? Steel worker. I know this eye loop they have set into the stone is only going to go up about six inches. These are old and rusty and unmaintained. All I have to do is loosen the rock a little and strip the threading and it'll pop right out. All right. What can I do? Try to keep watch. Let me know if they come. Exterior diner day. General Haynes and Dr. Ron search frantically around the diner. Hmm. See that ring in the ground? I see it. It looks like a storm cellar entrance. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'm going in. Don't be hasty, son. Gloria is in trouble. There is no time for thinking or planning. There's always time for thinking and planning, son. Interior dungeon. Margaret struggles against her chains while Dr. Gale keeps lookout. Are you okay? Hello? Yeah. <coughs> Just got the wind knocked out of me. I think I dislocated my shoulder. 
Hold on. Okay. Let's get you down from there. There are keys on that hook over there. I'm Dr. Gloria Gale. I don't think I got your name. Margaret. I am Margaret. Good to meet you, Dr. Gale. Gloria. Please call me Gloria. Okay. Gloria, let's get out of here. Agreed. Dr. Gale and her companion Margaret walk through darkened corridors, and suddenly they are confronted by vampire hyenas. You go, Doctor. I will hold them off and catch up. No, Margaret, that's suicide. It's the only way, Gloria. Go. I will catch up. Please do. Here we go! Interior dungeon. Dr. Gale bursts through a door right into a pair of arms. The arms are revealed to be Dr. Ron's, with General Haynes close behind him. Bodies of hyena and human hybrids are scattered everywhere. Kitten! Oh, sorry. Glory, let's get above and regroup with my men. No, we have to go back for Margaret. Margaret? Who's Margaret? A woman. She was captured, too. I'd be dead without her. We have to go back. Oh, kitten. I'm sorry. It looks like it's too late for your friend. Ah, I'm almost out of ammunition. Let's go! Exterior diner. Dr. Ron, Dr. Gale, and General Haynes come bustling out of the storm cellar, out of breath. Two soldiers stand guard. Feel that door, soldier! Sir! Yes, sir! Dr. Ron, what's going on here? Well, sir... I don't exactly know. It's hard to explain. It doesn't make a lot of sense. These people have been made vampires by vampire hyenas from outer space. Killer vampire hyenas from outer space? You're right, Terry. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That's not exactly right, Terry. There's an alien species. They resemble hyenas. But the vampirism is entirely terrestrial. It's the combination of the alien DNA and the viral strain that causes vampirism. It it mutates the virus in a way that when the infected hyenas infect a human, it changes them, makes them something else, something neither alien nor terrestrial. The human-hyena hybrid vampires aren't even susceptible to full-spectrum light. It can spread. It could infect everyone, and we would never know. Well, this whole town is... Hyena vampires? That's exactly right. Soldier! Sir! Get charges set around this whole town! We're raising it to the ground! Sir! Yes, sir! Interior military truck. Dr. Gale, Dr. Ron, and General Haynes are huddled together, murmuring. Out the rear window, explosions can be seen, setting the town on fire. They sit in silence for a moment as the truck rumbles across the landscape, a burning town in the window behind them. There's one thing I don't understand, kitten. What's that, Terry? 
then did you find out all that stuff about the human hyena hybrid vampires and DNA? Oh, that's easy, Terry. Oh, kitten? How then? That's what Countess Esmeralda told me back in the castle. <laughs> Capitol Mall, Washington, D.C. Imagine, if you will, flying in over the Capitol Mall. It's empty and abandoned. Smoking and overturned vehicles scatter the earth. As we approach the White House, we see inhuman figures standing guard. We float unseen and unhindered through the doors and down corridor after corridor to the Oval Office. As we enter, the high-backed chair turns, revealing the sultry figure of Countess Esmeralda von Volovich. This has been Killer, Killer Vampire from Outer Space. Written and directed by Justin Goaty. Narrated by Justin Goaty. With Keith Schoen as Dr. Terry Ron. Amy Levin as Dr. Gloria Gale. Chuck McIntyre as Ruby, Hyena Lieutenant, Hyena Sergeant, Ezra, Soldier, and Zebediah Plunkin. Jora Anderson as Countess Esmeralda von Volovich, assistant, librarian, and Margaret, and Jerry Valle as Hyena Commander, Hyena Zect, Hyena Lieutenant, and General George Haynes. <laughs>